guys, and welcome back to We're Potting This Together. Um, this is the podcast where we guide you through your favorite or not-so-favorite Disney Channel original movies. Thanks for listening. I'm Josh. I'm, I'm Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Brandon. Yeah, Lori's not here for this episode, so things might be a little different. Better, you mean. Way better. Oh, always better. When mom's away... Smell you later, Lori. Well, you guys, get your spell books and costumes ready, because today we're watching Halloween Town 2, Calabar's Revenge. Um, this is obviously a sequel to um, Halloween Town uh, the first. Yes, yes, it was. We had some some opinions on that one. Yeah, I feel like we were all pretty disappointed by the first Halloween Town. I didn't actually watch the first Halloween Town, but I listened to the podcast so that I would at least know what the first one was about. And yeah, you guys did not love the first movie. So I cannot wait to see how you felt about the second one. Well, have you seen these before? I've seen them before. Well, I've seen the first one before. I don't remember it very well, obviously, but I know I have seen it. Maybe not this one, though. Sammy? Yeah, I've seen all of them. I've definitely seen them all, and I remember really liking this one. I do, too. Uh, I'm not so sure why. (laughs) I really enjoyed this one. I... I mean, I guess we'll get to our opinions towards the end, but I didn't hate this. I had fun watching it. Maybe it's because, like, the standards of recent movies may have just lowered my my bar to, like, rock bottom. Mm. Our expectations are are pretty low. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mine were kind of high for this movie, and... So, Lori actually watched this movie and was supposed to record, but she decided she'd rather jump off a bridge. <laughs> and that's exactly what um, she did. She jumped off a bridge. So that's why she's not here. Yeah, I'm actually getting I'm getting a, a text from my lawyer right now. We're not allowed to say that. Oh, yet. okay. We'll so. keep it under wraps. Under wraps? That's a throwback. <gasps> oh. So what's this movie about? Give us that summary. Uh, the Cromwell clan split their time between the real world and Halloween Town, but the son of an old rival threatens to make the latter real and the real world a place of monsters. Oh no. <laughs> it's true. So this is when the movie starts. <laughs> it... Actually, no, they have a little, the little intro that's like, mm-hmm. in the last movie, they don't say it, but they do like a recap of the last movie. I was grateful for that. It's all. It's a voiceover from Marnie just being like, last time on Halloween Town. Someone tried to, like, kill us, and we, like, totally want... Actually, she says, I, like, brought Halloween Town back or something. She Or, I don't know. She basically claims to be, like, the one who fixed everything. And I was like, really? Was it just you? Okay. All right, well, aside from the recap, it starts with us finding out that uh, Grandma, Aggie... Uh, moved to the mortal world since last Halloween, and she's uh, just been training up Marnie in her witchy ways, I guess. Mm-hmm. And uh, for some reason, it starts with Marnie just chatting online to, was it a chat group, or her personal blog, or who the fuck was she talking to? I have no idea. I, w- I really wanted to know. I thought <laughs> that was going to come into play later, but it never did. Yeah, that was weird. It was like, 
it was like set in the future where this computer was talking back to her. It was like she was talking to a robot. I, I mean, I don't even remember what she was saying. She had like, yeah, yeah, it had this cool like graphic with like a little text box thing. And it like, when people typed it, said it out loud. Yeah. It was weird. It was weird. And she was revealing a ton of secrets. So like, was it like a witch chat room? <laughs> it had to be. She was really forthcoming with all of her witchy information to like literally everybody that didn't even care. Yeah. This boy that she meets at the Halloween party they're throwing, she's like, hey, I'm going to take you upstairs and just reveal all of this information to you that like I shouldn't be. There, yeah, so they had this Halloween party, which I thought was an interesting way to start because in the last movie, um, they start out by how by saying like the kids are so sad that they can't participate in Halloween at all. So now this year they're having an entire party for it at their house. So her mom used to just hate Halloween so much that she wouldn't let them celebrate Halloween. Is that right? Yes. And now she's at least like, hey, you can have a party. Cool. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I guess. It's pretty apparent that uh, the mom and the grandma, like, are butting heads a lot and stuff. I, I don't know. But then the mom just lets her throw an entire Halloween party, so whatever. I have a quick question for you mm-hmm. two experts. So the grandma used to live in Halloween Town, and then she moved mm-hmm. to the real world. But Halloween yes. Town, oh, so a year in the real world is like a decade, no, like a century in Halloween Town. So how did their timelines line up where the grandma was actually able to meet her ki- grandkids? Wouldn't she be like a million years old? Yeah, she is super old. I think in the first movie it's clarified that she's like centuries old. Yeah, but I also have the same question, like, is there, would there be any repercussions of leaving Halloween Town after so many years? Like, if she walked out, would she, like, turn into a skeleton, like, Indiana Jones style? Or... Well, considering it, Aggie didn't, I don't think that's... I Okay, here's my theory. While you're in Halloween Town, you only age one year, even though it's a hundred years. Well, I would totally live there all the time. You would live forever. Well, yeah. Duh. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know if everybody had the same feelings, but I think it's pretty obvious that the mom is totally wrong. Oh, totally. Okay, good. I'm caught up. And the, we still we still never get the witch life. Yeah, we never really did find out. That was like our biggest beef with the last movie, right? That we didn't really get a lot of the backstory with the mom. Mm-hmm. And then in this one, she like is so eager to like trust these other people. And she's like, there's no way that it's magic happening. It's just normal. But it's like, well, haven't you experienced the bad parts of the witch magic world? Isn't that why you left? Yeah. I mean, I have no idea. You would think she would be a lot more reserved and like cautious if she had had bad experiences in Halloween town. I think so. That I, yeah. Oh, what was the weird face in the wall i don't know i think so that was supposed to be cal right um who we uh later find out is calabar's son Mm -hmm. but i don't know exactly how he was spying on marnie i guess because he's a warlock and he can do whatever he wants that was in her bedroom right like his face showed up Mm -hmm. on her bedroom wall okay good because i was watching a bad quality version and i could not tell what it was (laughs) (laughs) so that's cleared up yeah why was he watching her that's a little 
too intimate. It was creepy. Yeah, very intimate. Yeah. But anyway, Marnie goes down to the party after chatting online with her witchy buddies or whatever. I don't know. We we didn't clear that up. So a new boy like walks into the room. <laughs> a new boy. Uh-huh. No. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> a new boy walks into the party and is like, "Hey, I'm Cal." And Marnie does a total like the up and down look. Oh it was God. not subtle. Mm-hmm. She was thirsty AF. This was a little uncomfortable for me. And then Cal like totally goes with it. He's like, "Yo, like if I knew witches looked as good as you, I would think differently about witches." Oh, is that it? that's how you flirt, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. There's sexual tension built up rapidly very rapidly and then immediately she's like would you like to see the rest of the house yeah and then they go into her bedroom i'm like marner what's her name marnie marner marnie marner (laughs) i spelled her name like 18 different ways in this recap i thought it was marty it's marnie back to the future i thought it was marmie marnie marnie her name (laughs) is marnie marnie can I say I am very proud of myself because I knew that Cal was associated with Calabar from the first second he appeared on screen. I, I, Anybody else? I, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, oh, it, was I like it was pretty obvious. It was well, pretty obvious. <laughs> actually, I, I felt like everyone else should have noticed that in the family. I think I, the family should have, but I at least... To give this movie credit, they didn't try to make it like a, a plot twist that he's like evil. Like it's set up from the beginning mm-hmm. when Marnie takes him to her grandma's bedroom, which is also creepy. That's not a thing you should be doing. Oh, come to my grandma's bedroom. <laughs> yeah, it was weird. I can show you some spells. It was weird, but he stole the spell book from oh no from her bedroom, and we, the audience, see it. Marnie does not, but I did like that the movie didn't try to, like, you know, do that, like, psych, we're gonna set you up to like this guy, and it turns out he was Calabar's son all along, it was like, we we knew from the beginning that he's bad, he's bad juju. Yeah. I mean, he came in wearing a black, like, leather jacket. I'm pretty sure it was leather. Either way, it was like, this is a bad guy, I can already tell. And the only one who picked up on it was, like, the little, little sister. And she's mm-hmm. like, there's someone here. <laughs> and she was like that in the first movie, too. She always had clairvoyance. She's like Phoebe from Charmed. From Charmed, Phoebe, she has premonitions. Anyway. All I could think of was Phoebe from Friends, and I'm like, really? <laughs> um, so Grandma keeps talking how, like, Marnie is going to be the head of the Cromwell witch line but i feel like the little sister is stronger and like probably has more powers you think so the little sister i think so yeah the little sister was kind of like the star of the show in the first movie too marnie's like the head of the line just because she's the oldest i guess but she's a pretty good uh, witch though too she does seem like her her powers have definitely improved since the last movie but the little sister whose name i don't remember sophie Sophie is her name. Sophie always had, like, natural talent. She, like, in the first movie, she busted into the gate when the lock was missing. Oh, yeah. She turned somebody into, like, a toad or something, I think, at one point. Like, she was, she had pretty natural talent, and Marnie's always had to work for it. Yeah. Okay. I mean, 
That's fair. Maybe it's just an age thing or I'm not sure how these family covens work. I'll have to look into it. Yeah, let us know. <laughs> I mean, I I was not going to think that hard about it, about how that <laughs> might have worked. <laughs> that's okay. That's one thing I, I didn't like about this movie. And I think the previous one is like Harry Potter sets up this entire world and you kind of like people love figuring out the rules of it and like what would and wouldn't happen and like how things work and how things don't work. And in this movie, anything kind of goes. Well, their spells are like literally one word. You just point at somebody. You could say like frog and point at them and they turn into a frog. And they keep finding all these loopholes yeah. for how witch spells work. And it's like, don't you think somebody else would have figured out these loopholes, Marmy? <laughs> now you're just calling her the wrong name on purpose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, well, to be fair, I, I agree with you that the, there's a lot of plot holes and it's not particularly well thought out. But to be fair, as a decom, there's never a well thought out plot. I don't think you can say, I to mean, be I fair, know. these are all bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm saying this is a project that we're 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 watching every single one of these, and I will be the first to say that this project has completely destroyed my soul. Oh, wow! Like, I mean, I you have to find like the the good in some of these, or else like yeah. this whole thing is gonna just kill us all eventually. And I really feel like no, this, I loved it. This movie compared to like the last ten movies we've watched was just so much better, in my opinion. What I will say is like. Everything that I'm talking about now didn't matter to me at all when I was younger. Like, these are things I didn't think of. I just let, I just watched the movie and enjoyed it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. I think I might have been a little too critical throughout the movie. It kind of, it started to win me back over. I just wish there had been a lot more magic in it. I feel like even as a kid, I would have noticed that there wasn't a whole lot of actual magic things happening. And there wasn't like a lot of... I don't know. Nothing really happens in this movie. Well, she does the classic change your outfit where, like, she points in her hat and clothes change. I must have missed that part. If I only had seen that part, I probably would have really enjoyed this. (laughs) There you go. Thanks. All right. I'll send you the DVD. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So this, they go to Halloween Town to figure out, like, what's happening. Wait, why do they go to Halloween Town? They go to Halloween Town because Aggie, the grandma's magic bag, just stops oh. working. And a lot of their other magic stuff it just, like, stops working. And I think um, Grandma says that the bag is tied to her house in Halloween Town. Oh. So they decide oh, yeah. to go to her house to see what might have, like, cut off the magic or something. That's right. Gotcha. And it's like, the portal's only open today, so they might as well, like, do it now. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have to do it now. <laughs> There's no other There's four time. hours left. Yes. I think that's another thing. This whole movie takes place within four hours. So we're like kind of seeing oh. it all happen live. And I kind of wanted there to be more like span of time. Like everything happened so quick. And it felt like total luck that like they were just thinking of all these new spells to do. That, like to like, get him out of this situation. Yeah. I needed to savor this a little more. You know what I mean? <laughs> like just keep it on my palate for a couple days and... <laughs> I, I don't know if, like, Halloween Town is the sort of highbrow, think-about-it art form you're looking for. Uh, <laughs> I can suggest, like, Lord of the Rings. I don't know. I don't is know. I think this movie had some 
a lot of stuff to say about fuckboy culture. Hey, whoa, Ooh. what? And we'll get there. Uh, well, once they get to Halloween Town, it, like they realize it's all black and white, and all of the the people yes. who live there are starting to turn human. They're turning gray. Their clothes are gray, and like the creatures are just turning into humans. And um, I guess what's happening is that cow put a spell on Halloween Town to turn them into basically a stereotype of what the Halloween Town mm. residents believe humans to be like. Much like in our world, humans kind of dress up as a stereotype of what we believe monsters to be like. Very deep. Cultural appropriation. Yes, exactly. But uh, the jack-o'-lantern is gone and in its place is this just brick wall and Cal's face pops out of it. It was weird and it was weird i I wasn't a fan of that but he says to her and i quote i could have taken the book at any time i wanted you to show it to me because you felt something between us and that is such like a fuckboy thing to do like all those boys out there who are like i could have i could have just raped you and left you but i wanted you i wanted you to give it to me i wanted you to want to have sex with me so i could just leave you and it's it's a it's a real thing i i I find this to be an allegory. Is this? I completely see. <laughs> Thank you, from. Josh. Thank you. Is this the tone of the podcast? <laughs> well, um, there's. It is today. According to the IMDb trivia, <laughs> which I love that this is a trivia item, this film had a much darker tone than the rest of the series. He does call her a naughty girl. Mm-hmm. He's like, you figured it out, you naughty yeah. girl. Yeah, I really think this is about boys who, like, trick girls into having sex with them and then, like... Ooh. Yeah, maybe this is all, like, mm-hmm. she went up to the bedroom, mm-hmm. he, like, enchanted her, and then he took something from her that was precious. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Yeah. And then her world started turning to black and white. Yeah, exactly. Think about that for a few days, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> That was a really deep dive. I'll, You're I will welcome, you guys. That because it makes this better. Okay. <laughs> I I felt like this was a super deep and allegorical movie, and the fact that you guys have not been enjoying it up, up until this point was hurting me. But now that I I think I've changed your opinions, we can continue on with the movie. Yes. Yeah. Let's go with that. <laughs> <laughs> Now I'm trying, I'm like running the entire movie through my head to see like how that allegory lines up with the rest of it. Okay. Yeah. That, there's an interesting theory there. I'll, I'll, I'll accept that into a book, our book of interesting decom theories. Thank you. Okay. So moving on, where are we at? Brick wall, um, Calabar's kid. Aggie and Marnie adopt Luke, who was in the first movie, a goblin. He shows up. Apparently, he's still a goblin. Nobody really knows why. So what's what's the deal with this kid? Because I feel like he did not need to be in this movie at all. He didn't help with anything. Oh my god, thank you. He was kind of just there. I think he was just there to bring a connection from the first movie. Like, you know, they come back to Halloween Town. They're like, look, we're back in Halloween Town. We should have a, a Halloween Town character around to keep the world going, I guess. Then find a better one. Yeah, because, I, I, I mean, all he did is stood in the background. He did not contribute. You're right. He, he, I mean, he didn't even have any funny lines. Okay, sorry. I'm being way too critical. <laughs> no, I feel the same. He was just kind of standing around like, ooh, duh, ooh, I don't know. I mean, he does help at one point, which is like to figure out the spell that breaks the curse on people. So uh, he does 
do a little bit of something. Okay, he can stay. Except his hair can go. Someone please fix his hair. <laughs> I get he's a goblin, but oh. Why didn't he turn? Why wasn't he a black and white character? He started out black and white. He did. He came back, I'm guessing, because somebody might have said a part or something like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they were looking for the book, the other spell book, which their grandma conveniently had an exact copy of. Um, And Marnie was trying to explain how she wishes, wishes there was something that they could do to stop the spell. Oh, so he's the first one to turn back to normal. So there's two points for him for why he belongs here. Mm-hmm. Okay. Also, he was her her like best friend in the first movie. So he's not just any random dude. Okay. Um, the mom ends up like deciding to go to this costume party with Mr. Frogman. Uh, the the dad that showed up to the Halloween party with Cal. He was like, "This is my dad." He goes to the costume party. He seems to have like a real obsession with frogs well he was frogs oh i'm yes. sorry i didn't mean to spoil it <laughs> spoilers oh, no. i thought sammy just might have not known that <laughs> no, no no he was frogs okay he goes to the costume party in a frog suit he, like, he talks about frogs a lot he's super into frogs uh but yeah we do find out later that he's a golem made out of just a bunch of frogs which I thought was really mm-hmm. cool. I thought that was a neat little addition to the movie. Yeah, I like that. That's something a, a warlock would do. So Calabar put like a spell on all these frogs and made them all turn into a person? Or did he do it himself? No. Cal did it. Cal did it okay. to... I'm not exactly sure why he needed to bring a dad to this party. He could have just been like, hey, I just moved in next door with my parents and just not introduced the parents. But uh... I Maybe his plan was to like make sure all the Cromwells were taken care of. So, like, the mom, the grandma, the kids, like, figure out how to get rid of all of them. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, keep his mom busy by, like, bringing some hunky frog in. So she's like, (laughs) go to the dance. Yeah, ribbit, ribbit. So, what was going on with the brother in this movie? It was very unfortunate. (laughs) It was so unfortunate. What do you mean? Okay, the entire okay, they're having a Halloween party at his house, and he's wearing a, a like a waiting costume. He's wearing like a vest and everything. That, I think that's and just handing his, out hors d'oeuvres. I think that's his normal getup because he's supposed to be like oh, the really like oh. scientific, skeptical, nerdy brother, and his just thing is that he's a nerd. And he hates Halloween, and he hates everything to do with it. Was he? He was in the first one, right? Yes. Yeah. So what was he like in the first one? Did he in hate the Halloween? In the first one, he, he was just, no, well, I don't think it's that he hated Halloween. It's just that he was very skeptical about all things magic. He was like, that's not real. It's not a, th-. he was kind of a buzzkill about it. Mm, yeah. And then at, by this movie, of course, in the first movie, he had to come to terms with the fact that it is real. Uh, so by this movie, they couldn't really have him be the skeptical character because there's no way you can not believe in it when that's your whole family. Yeah. So instead, he's has to hit on girls who obviously aren't into him and get rejected or something. It was not good. It was not pretty. His character didn't have... They couldn't really... He had a particular role in the first movie, and this one they couldn't reprise that role, so they just made him a very unfortunate side character. I feel like... (laughs) I feel a theme with this movie where they had, like, way too many characters... And they didn't know what to do with any of them. So they were just kind of like floating around, not making a whole lot of sense. That's, yeah, that's true. That, 
Yeah, that's fair. Okay. <laughs> Onwards. <laughs> um, they go to the place where all lost things go. And it's run by this guy who's like the messiest, rudest dude in town. <laughs> <laughs> I really liked this guy and I really liked his house. I loved him. I loved like all the scenes in his place. So when he became human because of the spell, he turned into this very particular, like neat freak kind of nerdy old man. I don't know exactly how to describe his character, but I thought it was adorable. Oh yeah, like oh, I have to file everything. <laughs> he has all the lost socks because everything that gets lost goes to his place. So he has all these lost like single socks, and he's trying to match them up. He's like, do you do these socks match? <laughs> it was great because the grandma turns gray at the same time. So they're like, oh, we could both try to match all of these socks. Do you want a long one? I have a long one. And I was like, this is a perfect representation of how like boring humans are. Because this is me on a Friday night. I'm like, oh my god, I cannot wait to organize my sock drawer. <laughs> is that just me? Okay. That is definitely just you. <laughs> It feels so good having all of your socks match up. This is my favorite part of the movie. So I thought his whole house, like all his scenes were so great. They were adorable. I'd watch yeah. a spin-off series of Gord the human. I'm down. Uh, back in the mortal world, uh, we find out Cal is trying to do a, a spell to mirror Halloween Town, but he's going to turn all of the humans into monsters based off their costumes, which is totally an episode oh, no. of Buffy. And I like yeah. I like to think that it's like it's one and the same. That episode of Buffy was actually just Cal's spell and like so in the meantime Ooh. during this movie you've got Buffy like fighting off whatever's happening in her world. Gotcha. And they're trying to like do this and then yeah. They're happening at the same time. I like to think these exist in the exact same universe. Great. But that, <laughs> Josh yeah. is like, no. <laughs> I'm trying to comprehend all the like facts and everything that would go into that, and I, I can't. You know what? Don't be a buzzkill. I, I'm not. <laughs> I don't want to be worry. a buzzkill, but I cannot. Okay. Okay. Here we go. This is basically like they took a good episode of Buffy and then just like turn it into like a long, not-as-good version. Yeah. Okay, I just had to get that out. I feel better. I'm really trying here. No, I I, I kind of felt the same way. I was expecting a little more build-up or something to happen or some major, like, turning point. But instead, Marnie... Marty? Marnie? <laughs> and her friend and her grandma get lo locked into Gord's house. Like... And they just have to sit there and figure things out by themselves. Yeah. And it's all for nothing. I mean, she learns the spell on how to switch everybody back. It's something spelled backwards. It's a part spelled backwards. Yeah, it's Trappa. It's She's trap. like, Trappa. But at the end, he's like, oh, you know what? Why don't we just use my time machine? Mm -hmm. Like, thanks for my whole hour wasted. <laughs> <laughs> I loved that that scene of Luke and Marnie riding a broom that just looks like a scooter because it's supposed to be like a fancy futuristic version of a broom uh -huh. through time. Yeah. And she's like, you know what? I think we should go through that black hole over there. And then they go through it and then they're just like where they need to be. That's how magic works. 
I like. Haven't it. you ridden a broom? No, sorry. No. Oh. Um, in the meantime, to build tension, so the portal to Halloween between Halloween Town and the Mortal World closes at midnight, right? Uh, so yeah. they have to. They're supposed to be back by midnight. And I guess to build tension at the party, people start counting down to midnight. Oh, thank you. But that's not a thing that happens <laughs> thank at Halloween. you. Like, they're counting down until Halloween's <laughs> over so they can celebrate, and they count from 60. 60. They count from 60. And they're all, like, raising their hands up like they're counting on their hands, but it's like, you can't count down from 60 on your hands, okay? Like, not even at New Year's do you count down from 60. You count down from 10. <laughs> so it's just a whole minute of this room full of people going, 48, 47, 46. Oh <laughs> and they, they, like, show us the whole freaking minute, too. It's the longest scene yeah. ever. <laughs> oh and, like, the whole time in my head, I was like, why are they counting down? Like in a in any situation, this is like not gonna happen. No, the only the only day of the year you count down to midnight is New Year's. You and you start from ten. You don't start from yes. sixty. <laughs> Thank oh, you. Gosh. That bothered me so much. <laughs> I love that though. <laughs> but when they do count down, we get the best part of this movie. The reason that I like this movie at all, people start turning into the monsters that of the costumes they were wearing. Like, this is the best 30 seconds of this movie. Yeah, this was pretty great. I liked it. Like, their masks get stuck to their face, and somebody turns into, like, a werewolf and starts chasing everybody. Somebody turns into, like, a vampire. Yeah, the vampire girl. She's like, I feel thirsty. <laughs> For blood. What is, yeah, I don't think she says that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to remember what happened um, here, because it was total chaos. It well, was a lot of chaos. Back in Halloween Town, the portal closed. They didn't make it back in time. So this whole time they've had these like heads that talk to each other that basically yes. work as walkie-talkies. And so I guess through the power of <laughs> through the power of belief, they the mom and Sophie and the brother on one end and Aggie and Marnie on the other end are just believing in the portal and they and marnie writes her own spell to open up a permanent portal between halloween town and the mortal world and it works and you said marmy shouldn't be the head witch of the cromwell family Mm. now what do you have to say Uh, about it okay but it didn't work until believe it. it it didn't work until sophie put her belief into it so yeah she couldn't do it herself sophie had to do it Mm mm-hmm I don't know. I guess we will never know until maybe Halloween Town 3. I don't know exactly how they defeat Cal at some Like, she has, a, she has a conversation with him and he just disappears or something. Falls into kind oblivion. Of, yeah. I don't know what happened. They both started glowing and they just, like, stared at each other until, like, Calabar just was vanquished. Alright. Right? Yeah, they have, a, they have a whole conversation. Like, Marnie's like, yo, you got daddy issues. Uh, you're just doing what he says. Why don't you make your own opinions? Boom. And then he's gone. Makes sense. I don't see, I don't see any plot holes in that whatsoever. Oh no. You took a line out of my book. (laughs) 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 You can't just say you don't see plot holes and that doesn't mean there aren't plot holes. All right. You want to go watch (laughs) Lock of the Irish again then? (laughs) Yeah, I'd rather. 
<laughs> watch an A plus oh plus gosh. movie. This movie was so much better than Luck of the Irish. It was okay. <laughs> but we still don't know how he was vanquished, right? Uh, not really. Not but really, his, no. his dad was pretty easy, too. So he uh, Actually, his dad gave a rose to uh, Marnie's mom, right? Like, uh-huh. that was his signature move. Yeah. And so Kel did that to Marnie. Uh-huh. And she's like, oh, I should have known because he gave me that rose. I mean, I even called that. Maybe you should have known because his name is Cal. Um, so they now have this permanent portal. Like, is it just stays there or what? Yes, it's there forever. And it's also a solution to the fact, apparently before this, Marnie was about to have to choose between Halloween Town and the mortal world forever. Mm-hmm. And now she doesn't have to make that decision, which is great. Okay, but it's like in the middle of a high school gym thing yeah so what's wrong with that that's actually the premise for so the third one which is actually really awful uh i specifically remember it being really awful the third one is called halloween town high and it is basically like a monster exchange program oh cool that's the one i remember oh my god yeah it's so bad even i remember even as a kid thinking oh this is bad I can't wait to watch that As an adult, it's going to be rough. I'm definitely going to have to get in on that one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. We'll bring you along. (laughs) Anything else about this movie you want to add? Honestly, I was a little let down because I remember loving these movies. I remember, like, having such a good time watching them and being so excited about Halloween. But this didn't really give me, like the halloween feels i really liked this one i know i've been sitting here defending it this whole time but i don't know if it's because just my standards have just dropped rock bottom with our previous movies but i didn't hate this i kind of enjoyed it see the thing i think is kind of like what josh was saying even I, i feel like even if i was a kid this movie didn't give me any halloween stuff like halloween town when they went to it, it wasn't even Halloween Town. It was like boring human town. So it was like way worse than what Halloween Town should be. Well, that's the point of the movie, Brandon. I know, but like, <laughs> how boring! Like, as, as for a viewer, like, what a boring thing to go to Halloween Town and expect some cool stuff, and it's like, oh, it's not going to be cool. It's going to be lame. I, I really it. just like keep putting up a brick wall in this conversation with my downers. <laughs> and did you know? <laughs> Did you guys know, I learned this from IMDb Trivia, that the Sanderson sisters' costumes from Hocus Pocus were in this film, and they were on some act- actresses in the Halloween town after the gray spell is broken? Oh my gosh, that's cool. I thought that was a good piece of trivia, Brandon. I might have to rewatch the movie for that. Exactly, you might I'll have to. I'll send you the DVD. <laughs> <laughs> Um, there was something else that i thought was interesting okay the the thing that i liked most about the first movie was how fun the characters were in the town and like you kind of got to meet them and explore and like get to see all these quirky characters but in this one you didn't get to hang out with yeah that's what i mean so just kind of like the fun part was not there that's fair i mean yeah Hey, why is it fair when he says it, but when I say it, I'm an a-hole? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I feel like I'm being hazed. 
I feel like you're testing my, like, oh my inner strength <laughs> to see if I can, like, keep up and argue my point well enough. Nah, if you didn't like it, you didn't like it. That's fine. I liked it. It is what it is. Um, any other trivia or, like, fun things that we need to talk about? Mm. We kind of went through the trivia. We did. Is there an IMDb review you want to do? Or is that Lori's thing that she gets to miss out on? Let's read a review. (laughs) I want to read a review. review. (laughs) Okay, this one, this reviewer gives this movie a 10 out of 10. I haven't read this yet. Perfect. 10 out of 10. It says, the best. This person says, this is not a bad movie at all. I never watched the movies at all until like a week ago, and I thought the movie was very good. It was one of the best movies I've seen. (laughs) I thought it was also a very good plot. Marnie Cromwell had to save her family, blah, blah, blah. It's not a remake, it's a sequel. Okay. Perfect. Was anybody <laughs> concerned that it was a remake as opposed to a sequel? I mean, <laughs> she must have had an argument or something going into this one. <laughs> so let's see, she has some critique. No, she said, I thought it was weird how when Marnie met Luke and didn't know he was really evil, so he stole Aggie's book and used it against them. So the movie was excellent, <laughs> and I would recommend it to anyone and everyone. Wow. You know, I'm. Uh, that makes me feel like I should give it a 10 out of 10. What are you going to give it? A 4. <laughs> no, 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 no. I give it a, a 6. No way. What? Really? No way. I've been giving movies harder, harsher scores. But you know what? I, I had problems with this one, but I didn't hate it. It was still fun. There was still magic. Uh, and was at least something magic. happened in this. <laughs> I won't fight you during here. <laughs> Is this your review or my review, Brandon? I apologize. Just kidding. Sammy? I'd like to give it a seven. Gee, man, you'd like to, but what are you actually wow. going to give it? <laughs> I am actually giving it a seven. Wow. Oh. Any... any... Okay. Well, I've already said everything I could say about it. I thought it was that's pleasant. True, that's I true. thought it was. In- we'll let you have it. Thank you. Okay, I'm going to give it a four, and I think that's pretty fair. Cool. We've rated a movie. Congrats. We are now Phil e- Ebert. 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 What's his name? Philip and Robert. Who are they? I don't know what his name is. Philip Ebert. But... Ro- <laughs> Roger Ebert. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that one. <laughs> He used to be on TV, like, all the time. I, I mean, he probably had his own show or something. But I remember I hated him. Because he would rate movies horribly. Like, I had loved Star Wars. And he was like, these are the worst movies ever created. I give them a two out of whatever. Blah, blah, blah. And I'd be like, shut up, old man. I liked that movie. So now I'm probably the old man who's, like, rating movies really low. And all these kids are probably hating me. Yeah, they are. Life is a circle. Um, what what do we do now? There's something else we have to do. I have something. Did anybody learn anything from this movie? I learned. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that Choose I learned anything. Wisely. I don't know that I learned anything, but I did discover a deeper meaning in this movie. What with the whole fuckboy allegory. Mm-hmm. Okay. I feel like I learned that. If you, uh, nope, I don't know. I, 
I learned that I really enjoy an organized sock drawer. I learned something about myself. Wow. Nice. Mm -hmm. I learned that most spells can be broken by saying them in reverse. But that's not true. That's, I mean, in this canon movie, it is. All right, Mr. (laughs) Sock Drawer. (laughs) Um, Lori also wants us to mention other movies that we would suggest instead of this movie. Or to accompany this movie if you liked it. It depends on what you're looking for. If you're looking for a kid's movie, maybe like The Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Or Harry Potter. How about Harry Potter? That's what I recommend. Uh, As far as children's Halloween movies, I am always and forever going to recommend Paranorman. Such a pleasant movie. I, uh, I would suggest, instead of watching this movie... Watch, um, um, Pippi Longstocking. I know there's a lot of movies, <laughs> and they're really old, and I know some of them are in Dutch, but just choose one and go with it. Perfect. Do we have any other last-minute thoughts, opinions? Speak now or forever hold your peas. I have forgotten everything about this movie already, so... Wow. All right, well, thank you for listening to Podding This Together. Uh... Yeah. Wait, when do the buys happen? Oh, they happen now. I don't know that we actually do any buys. I think Lori just ends the episode. Yeah. She just plays the outro thing and we're good. Thanks for listening to this episode of We're Potting This Together. If you have any questions, comments, or memories of your favorite Disney Channel original movie, you can find us on social media or email us at pottingthistogether at gmail.com. And if you like what you heard, don't forget to subscribe or leave us a review. Later!